connection to the role Different players, different strokes But let me tell you about one thing I know Everybody's got a seat to soak And your heart wants to take it down the road Everybody's got a seat to soak Now the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Hour number two of the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here, and Claps on vacation, and Phil Campbell's with us. Also, Brother Rufus Edmonston. We're at the uh, North Carolina uh, Expo, Auto Expo, and uh, International Auto Expo, actually. Uh, lots of cars inside the convention center in downtown Raleigh. We're uh, going to talk to Milos Shanovich coming up. He's with Hendrick Auto Group. And uh, we need to get back to Jerry. Jerry, uh, did we get you straight on the azalea? I cut them back was because the the bush was just outgrowing the, the yeah. space, and I kind that, of felt like I shouldn't have cut them back after I did. Yeah, but if you cut them I I way back, if you, you know, even if you cut them back a third, uh, no matter what time of year, then that's going to, as we mentioned. Uh, it, all the strength is going back into producing leaves and so forth. Phil, you want to add anything about the, the azaleas you were, Rufus? Uh, well, we were just talking about some Rufus had under a holly tree. I mean, you, you've got to have them so they can they grow right on top of the ground almost. So you've got to be really careful with them. Keep them I'd say keep them mulched um, and not too wet. But it sounds like yours was growing fine. But uh, yeah. just like Mike said, just make sure you cut it back as soon as it blooms. I mean, as soon as it blooms, go ahead, cut it back, and leave it alone. Yeah, don't cut it back a lot. But, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. try not to, to cut it. it it's yeah. always, you know, there are a lot of dwarf varieties now if for, for folks who are thinking about planting azaleas. And, uh, you know, you, you have to think about where you're going to plant something based on how big it's projected to get. So you, you have more of an idea. Yeah. And uh, I have one more That question. way you won't have to cut it back. That's yeah. the ideal. It's something you don't have to cut it back unless it's some kind of errant limb or some, something like that. Let me, can I ask one more question? Yeah, sure. Where can I find some organic weed killer and uh, or maybe some industrial strength type vinegar? 30%. I've had some success with, with killing weeds with 30% vinegar, but it's hard to find. But I'm looking for something organic that won't hurt the environment. It won't hurt me. Yeah. It won't well, hurt animals. But, you know, vinegar is so, probably not good for it either. Uh, I mean, if you're not, pouring that on, on the, I, I don't know. It's 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 okay. I mean, it's it's going it it's going to it can kill other things too. I mean, it's not it's not something that's going to poison you. Uh, or or a pet or anything like that, but it, I uh, you, know, you hear all kinds of concoctions. Where are the weeds that you're trying to get rid of? Are well, I'm, I'm out in the con- I'm out in the country, and I've got a fence line about a hundred foot long fence line that weeds are just yeah. these just big weeds are just just growing, and then right. I'm, I'm trying to trying yeah. to get rid of them. Well, Phil, you have any advice on that? I know you're you're. Or pretty organic. Yeah, the only thing that we do is um, if we've got some weeds that are just really things that we can't pull, 
uh, we will take, I know I've talked about it a little bit, it's, we, I call it our swiper. Um, and what we'll do, it's got a rope on the bottom of it, and it's a tube, and you just fill it up with, uh, and you do have to use some type of Roundup or something like that um, with uh, broken down. I know, but it, at least you're not spraying it into the air. What what you do is put it in there and just swipe across the tops of these and it and it kills it. Yeah. Um, okay. Just read the label. Yeah. Uh, dress properly. Uh, wear a, wear a mask. Yeah. You know, uh, and and goggles. Yeah. Uh, you know glasses or something so you don't you know. Yeah. Be careful. Swipe it across. Be careful with yes, chemicals like that. You can get um you can get those at any type of um place like um i think agri supplies one of your yeah agri supply or any really good hardware store probably has one um and it's just a long uh, pvc tube and you pour the your concoction into it and it comes out on a rope um the rope just wicks it out and then you go right across your plant and you don't have to put anything into the atmosphere right okay i've never heard of that okay yep yep well, yeah. thank you so much, Jerry. You yes. were talking about you. where you can get non-toxic. The, the the best supply I've seen is over in Logan's. They they Logan. have more. Yeah, Logan's uh, and Raleigh. Logan's and Raleigh. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Kim is in Youngsville. Kim. Hello, Kim. Hi. Yeah. Hey. How are you? Thanks for waiting. I moved in my house almost 20 years ago, and there was already an existing crepe myrtle there. <clears throat> and it's never produced more than maybe a couple little blooms. So this past spring, I went and got the miracle Grow spikes that you put in the ground. And it did seem to help some, but it's not what I'm, you know, I don't know what to do to get it to really get those luscious blooms and... I noticed when it did bloom a little more, probably like three or four weeks after I did get more blooms, you know, they dried up, and then the leaves started turning yellow. So I just wanted some advice on what what I could do. The spikes may have had too much nitrogen in them. That is going to produce greener leaves, uh, more leaves, and not blooms. Uh, is, Is the plant, is the crepe myrtle in full sun? Oh, absolutely! It gets full sun all day long. Then, you know, it it really should. I never fertilize mine. Uh, I I don't fertilize a lot, very no. much in my landscape. But fertilizer is usually not the answer. Is this an older home? Well, yeah, it was built in '88, and I don't know oh. how old the crepe myrtle is. I mean, it's tall, yeah, but it's right. not producing. Yeah, it doesn't have to bloom. be old. Yeah, well, I was, I was just wondering if it was like a, maybe a crepe myrtle. A lot of times if you, like, built where there was a long time ago, there was homes, uh, maybe older homes, like really older homes. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of crepe myrtles that come up from root stock, and then mm-hmm. they don't bloom out as well, I've seen. Uh, I've noticed that around our house. Some of the ones where I've cut a big one down, um, mm-hmm. the other one, the ones that come up from the roots don't bloom as well. Um I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't cut it back extreme, but I'll, you might want to cut it back and let it come back out and see how it does next year. Um, I don't suggest... How tall is it? Uh, 
maybe mm, 17 feet, maybe, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I I've never uh, pruned it. I would not. Um, I would not cut it back uh, too much. Extra, I mean, I wouldn't give it a haircut. Yeah, just okay. go and and like tip it. I don't. I've never seen one except, like I said, the seedlings that would pop up. Right. I've never seen one that didn't really grow uh, bloom out that much. So, yeah. um, just okay. trim it back on the ends. Not not heavy. Okay. Well, you, thank you very much. Hey, call mm-hmm. us back to you know to let us know. I mean. When did it, uh, so you haven't gotten any blooms at all this year? Yes. Uh, it always would get like one or two little blooms, and then once yeah. I put the miracle Grow spikes in there, I got more blooms than I've ever had. So it, oh, it okay. did well, help. I'm, I'm, okay, well, you know, if that helps, then continue doing that. But I'm surprised that uh, the nitrogen is, is I mean, there must, I don't know what the, it's got something obviously more than nitrogen in it. That would Do you think I should get my soil maybe tested in the spring? That never hurts. Yeah. That, how wet is the area? Um, not very wet. I mean, it yeah. could be that it's just gotten dry. Yeah. Um, crepe myrtles can take They're very a little resilient. bit of water. Yeah, they can take a little bit of water. Which they usually the, the fertilizer is going to make it drier. That's right. But oh, you know, okay. if you if you're getting more, if you're getting, I, I would you know. I don't know if I'd use the spikes or not. I'd, I'd, I I like the Espoma products. They're they're lower in nitrogen and they have other things that might help them bloom more. I think I'll try that then. Maybe not the spikes, okay. but a different, like a, like the a other plant right. tone or plant tone or something like that. Okay. Thank well, you so I much. Give our best to everybody in Youngsville. I'm sorry. I say give our best to everybody in Youngsville. Oh, I will. I listen to you every weekend. I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Call us again, please. Let us know uh, if your tree's doing any better. I will. You guys have a great weekend, and thank you for taking my call. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. We're in downtown Raleigh with the North Carolina Auto Expo, and Milos Shinovich is with us from Hendrick Auto Group. Milos, thank you very much for joining us this morning. Thank you guys for having me. Hendrick, uh, an iconic name in uh, NASCAR and in the auto industry in general. Uh, started, um, he was an engineering student at NC State University, graduated in mechanical engineering. Was going to, he was a Westinghouse scholar. He was going to go to work for Westinghouse, but he had that bug because he had, uh, I think his uncle, his uncle Ray was a, a racer. And uh, he actually, the, the building is still there. There's a service station he worked at on, uh, at Brentwood and Capitol Boulevard. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> what a guy. You know, he, he, got a, he got a chance. I think Mike Leith may have helped him some, and he got him a, he worked for him. Great salesman, got him a dealership in South Carolina, and the rest is history. Well, uh, at one time, years ago, they had a place in Raleigh, a home named Miss Johnson's Boarding House. Yeah. Back behind the governor's mansion. Right. And she put on a wonderful feed every day. And that's where I first met Rick Hendricks. How about that? Wow. So and, uh, you, there are a lot of dealerships in the country uh, that have the name Hendrick on them, but a lot 
in, Nor- in uh, Raleigh, too, in the raleigh Cary area. Yes, we like to say we're the Hendrick Chevrolet. We're uh, down in Cary, um, yeah. but there's a few other Hendrick Chevrolets now. Um, I think there's close to 100 stores around the country, so he's done pretty well for himself. <laughs> Chevrolet, you know, we were, <clears throat> we were talking with uh, Dave Favor from Wake Tech about the mechanics program. A lot of electric engines, a lot of electric cars. GM has already said that it's going to be producing a lot. That's going to change things tremendously. Yeah, it's uh, it's on one one hand, it's it's very exciting. On the other hand, you're trying to figure out how is that really going to affect what we do. Yeah. Um, but we're very excited because there's there's a lot of stuff coming down. Currently, we have a couple EVs, um, but there's a lot more coming down the down the pipeline. More more and more manufacturers are. Uh, not making as many cars they're making suvs which are in trucks which are popular of course the chevrolet uh silverado is is iconic just like the hendrick name and uh Sales are still great, even though I know that there are shortages. Let's just say there's some hiccups in the uh, production. <laughs> that makes even more headaches for you, doesn't it? It's um, it, it's challenging, uh, but we we do find ways to uh, find some some vehicles. Uh, it's all, always helpful to have the Hendrick name. Um, we lucked out a couple times. There was a few dealers at the beginning of the pandemic that had to get rid of some stuff, and right. we were we were uh, happy to help them. So we do have. Uh, we do have some inventory and, uh, you know, try, trying to find ways to, to get some. So it's What's challenging. new with Chevrolet? What's new? Well, um, I guess Corvette is new. Um, it's oh. been out for two years, um, but really they haven't produced as much. I'm seeing some thumbs down. <laughs> uh, you ought to drive one. You really ought to drive I one. I just don't like the new. I don't like the look of the new style. I used to like all the old. I like all the old cars because all the new cars look the same. But the Corvette. I don't like the new style. I, I like saw it. one the other day. You I do. Like it. it looks like a Ferrari. It's, well, yeah, it does. But I mean, where's the Corvette? It's interesting. <laughs> All you have to do is start it up. It's interesting, well. but the, uh, the the gentleman who's known as the father of the Corvette, uh, Zora Arcosdantov, also an Eastern European uh, <laughs> by birth, um, he wanted a mid-engine Corvette because that was the way to get the most out of it. Now, would it be as iconic as Corvette is today if he managed to do that back in the day? Um, Maybe, maybe not. But truly everybody that drives this car, uh, and we've delivered over 200 of them, um, I'm yet to have somebody come back and say, eh, they absolutely love it. Um, it, it drives great. It is truly, truly an amazing car. And, and I understand um, when the last generation came out, you know, some people looked at it and said, ah, it's not a Corvette. It doesn't have round taillights. I'm never going to drive that. I'm never going to sit in it. Then they sit in it, drive it, and go, ooh. And this car really took it a, a now, step further. sitting in it is one thing. Getting up out of it is another thing. Yeah, you kind of have to roll out when you get older. <laughs> we, we, tend to, we tend to advise folks to, to um, imagine if they were wearing a skirt right so when you're sitting down you go I can't imagine that going no I I'm having a hard time with it going that. Uh, going butt first right and butt first and then you swing your legs and it's not that hard and compared yeah. to most of the cars um in that performance class if you will uh, not at that price range because price range nothing beats it right um most of the cars in that performance class it's even harder you have all these carbon fiber tubs and all these things i tried to get in a bmw i8 yesterday yeah. and it took some gymnastics so um but <laughs> sports cars are sports cars they're low to the ground and yeah. you know you kind of got to figure it out you know uh, i'm amazed at how good a gas mileage corvettes get 
Yes. They, I mean, relatively uh, speaking. Correct. I mean, considering of, of, how, much uh, how much power they got. And, and, and quite often, that's one of the things that customers will call us back and say, oh, my God, you, you won't believe how much you know, I got. I got 30 miles per gallon. You know, it's a V8 that will get you from zero to 60 in under three seconds, so it's not a bad. <laughs> That's why my flight What else are we going to see? What else are we going to see inside the convention center? There's a, there's a lot of different stuff. Um, obviously, Chevrolet's there with uh, the new Tahoe, the new Suburban. Um, you'll see the Trailblazer, Blazer, um, Hendrick. Uh, Mr. Hendrick has um, brought in one of the race cars. It's Kyle Larson. Uh, he's the uh, current. Uh, yeah, regular season champion. Let's yeah. let's say um, NASCAR. Well, is he winning? He's uh, he's having a good, uh, great, great year. Um, there's going to be stuff from um, uh, pretty much most major manufacturers, right? So uh, Ford's got a, a big stand. Um, uh, Dodge Ram. Um, they have some new stuff. Jeep has a a new a new vehicle in there as well. Um, the Wagoneer. Yeah. Um, they brought that back. A, they yeah, brought that back. Is. They it's, brought it back as a as a as a as a very large and. Um, uh, not inexpensive. Let's just say yeah, that. Just, Is I mean, the station wagon ever going to come back? I hope not. I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> I miss the That's I miss the old SUV I is. miss the old uh, Buick Town and Country. Yeah. I mean, if you if you look at most of your most of your current, um, uh, there's an SUV for of every size, yeah, right? right? So they're more or less hatchback SUV or wagons, just a little stretched out, little yeah. lifted. Um, but that's that's what sells, and that's, that's what right. people are buying. It's because it's easy to get in and out. That's right. And they're all sizes. <laughs> that's correct. right. Big as you want, like Phil has. Or yes. Or yep. We also we also have some stuff that's really easy or e- harder to get in because you have to step up, uh, like the American Luxury Coach trucks. You might have seen them in there. Um, they are lifted Chevrolets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you climb into those, but, but at uh, least they got handles. They do. Uh, get in. They you do. know, uh, it, at least you don't have to fall down at them like you do. So, so let me ask you this: Is yes. the single cab, eight foot bed, regular plain truck, mm-hmm. pickup truck, ever going to come back? Uh, we still well. Well, I know you still have a few, but they're hard to find. It's hard to find uh, anything right now, honestly. Well, yeah, but <laughs> but um, no, Chevy Chevy does, and I believe all the manufacturers still produce a regular cab um, long bed. Um, if you're looking for a regular cab short bed, you're not going to see that. Simply, uh, I guess, didn't sell well enough. Supply and demand. Um, supply and demand, yeah. because ninety percent of the folks are looking for for crew cab truck, maybe an extender or a double cab, depending on what you call it. Chevy That's calls what it I a would double buy. cab. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or people are now looking more into the, the I guess, the, the, at the beginning, there were smaller trucks. Now they're medium-sized trucks, uh, like the Chevy Colorado um, or the Ford Ranger, although those are probably the size of the old full-size trucks. But they're so high, you can't put, you can't just go, you can't lay anything in over the side of the truck. Well, that's so you tough. go You go to the grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> it's, a, it's a valid concern. You know, that is a big concern for me yeah. because you cannot. And and my husband, he, we complain about that all the time. You can't just reach over in your truck and get your toolbox out. Yes, most most trucks now have uh, taller beds so right. you can put more stuff in it. Um, yeah. it's, there's a, they're deeper, yes. Uh, they're, they're, again, you can... They're up off the ground, too. More. Colorado, if you're looking for, for a truck that's easy to get in and out um, or easy to put stuff in out of the bed probably would work again depending on what else you needed right all right milos thank you very much you're welcome you're welcome uh uh, we uh we hope to run into you again sometime absolutely thank you guys for having me all right great have a donut before you leave we'll 
Will do. All right. We <laughs> Thank you, guys. Shadevich from uh, Hendrick Auto Group with us on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. More coming up from the Convention Center. WPTF time is 927. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. And 37, Mike Rayley here, and Clamps on vacation this uh, this week, last week too, a couple of weeks off, and should be back with us next week. Tom Campbell, no, uh, Gerald, that's that's uh, 25th. Gerald Adams will be with us next week, and uh, we also have a uh, gardener from the uh, Botanical Gardens in Chapel Hill uh, who will be joining us for uh, the show. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF, and I'm not sure who, we've got uh, the farmer's market on, but I'm not sure, we're, we're down at the convention center, uh, is it Sam? Oh, Sam, good morning it's, to it's you. It's me, it's Sam. Uh, hey, Sam. How you doing? We're, we're a little out of order this morning, how how, uh, how are you, my friend? Doing great, doing great. So, uh a great morning. What a nice morning to get up and, and be at the farmer's market. Yeah, we really had some nice weather the last few days, uh, and today's going to be no no exception. Um, starting to feel a little bit like fall, and uh, I, while I'm talking about fall, uh, I know uh, pumpkins are, are the big thing uh, coming up, and uh, starting uh, the first of next week, we'll have pumpkins uh, coming here, so... Uh, I think even as early as Monday or Tuesday, we'll we'll have several pumpkin vendors here next week. Wow! So. I got some yesterday out there How at the that? wholesale. At the wholesale, yeah, yeah, wholesale. Yeah, man, that was and so great. So you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Are most of them coming from uh, the Sparta area, or we have local ones too? We got local ones, and uh, we do have a couple vendors out from the Sparta area as well. So uh, we sh- we should have a sea of orange here in the next week or so. Wonderful. Down great. The, at the end of the Farmers Two building. Glad to hear it. You got uh, muscadine grapes down there. I've already had uh, had a, a mess of those. Boy, I tell you. Yeah, we got uh, plenty of uh, plenty of muscadine and scopanine grapes uh, in the farmers' building this morning. Um, see, uh, North Carolina apples are really getting started good, uh, and apple cider. Some of the apple varieties I wrote down: Gala, Red and Gold, Delicious, Ginger Gold, and uh, Crimson Sweet, or, or Crimson Crisp. Excuse me. And I think I even saw some honey crisps down there too. A few of those. Um, so you've got peas, butter beans, green beans, and a lot. Of, a lot of folks already have those shelled for you. Um, tomatoes, squash, cucumbers, zucchini, uh, sweet corn, red and white potatoes, eggplant, carrot, broccoli, hot and sweet peppers, uh, okra, cut herbs, um, onions, cauliflower, sweet potatoes. Uh, peaches are still, uh, come get some peaches while you still can. We've got it's a lot of this summer produce. Uh, got, a, you know, several more weeks of it, so uh, come get it while you still can. Um, see, peaches, uh, with September Sun, Fair Time, and Big Red were a few of the varieties. Uh, so you know when you get to Fair Time, it's kind of getting toward toward the end of peach season. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's too bad. I love peaches. Uh, yeah, let's me see. Too. you got cabbage, lettuce, um, kale, mustard, spinach turnips and collards, uh, peanuts. I uh, got some really nice microgreens down there right now, uh, and then mushrooms as well. So uh, still 
still got a lot of produce uh, coming in. So, uh, have you ever made any jelly? Uh, any of your folks ever made jelly out of muscadine grapes? I have not. I haven't done that. That's something I'll have to try. My dad used to make it out of muscadine grapes and uh, make grape hull preserves. Man, that was the best stuff in the world. Left yeah. the hulls in there. Oh my goodness! Oh really? Oh yeah. Oh, that was. That well, I was, guess there's a lot of flavor. Yeah, that was fine stuff. Yeah, well, my mama used to make a Concord grape juice. Yeah, in, in half a gallon cans. Right. We mm. loved it as yeah, boys sweet growing Melissa up. Melissa uses the juice. Mm. Uh, so I, I don't know. Well, I'll have to talk to her about that. I I got uh, two boxes, not boxes, uh, those little boxes of the fair. Fair what peaches you call them, Sim? What's fair that time. Fair time. Fair time. The, yeah, fair time. Those those are really good. Yeah, I, I like those. Can, well. The can from Cander, North Carolina. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Have you still got uh, butter beans and peas? Yeah, butter beans and peas, and uh, they're still coming in. And uh, like I said, I think they'll have there for several more weeks. Um, great time to come corn? out because you still got the, the summer crops still coming in, and then you got the right. fall crops starting. So, and uh, any sweet corn? Sweet corn still got some sweet corn coming in as well. Right. So it's it's, it's a great time to come get some produce. Uh, did want to mention too. Uh, didn't want to leave out our plant vendors. Yeah, uh, I got some beautiful do. moms starting to come in right now. Uh, trees and shrubs, boxwoods, fruit trees and bushes. Uh, some nice hanging baskets, herbs and uh, perennials, aquatic plants, cactus, succulents, and some really our cut flower vendors still bringing in some beautiful uh, cut flowers. Um, so really nice. Uh, there were some really nice sunflower bouquets down there this morning. Great, and up at the market shops. Speaking of jelly, you can buy uh, homemade jelly up there. Yeah, that's right. I was sitting there thinking when you were talking about the uh, the grapes a while ago. You can get all kinds of preserves and, and things up there, and I and they got they got such a huge selection of preserves and things made. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't have some type of grape preserve up there. Oh, yum! Well, they certainly do because my wife made a raid yesterday. Okay, on yogurt. <laughs> they might not now after Linda's been that, there. That's right. <laughs> you know, she wife. consumes about a. Uh, a half a, a pint a week. A uh, pint a week. Yeah, in, in her yogurt. Not of George Dickel, but of. And the grape is their favorite. Yeah, I can see why. You know, my wife got some, uh, one of our relatives sent us some wild or brought down some wild crab apples from yeah. her, her oh, grove from uh, Sparta. And uh, I, I'm getting ready to go to work, and in the laundry room there was a bucket and like a, a broom handle type thing, and hanging on that was some kind of canvas thing, and it was all red and it was dripping slightly. She was she it was she was making something. She was making the juice, I guess. I don't know what she had done before that. I'll have to ask her. But it was uh, she was making. That was part of the process of making juice. Wow. Huh. So I'll, I'll uh, I guess I should have should know more about it before I try to describe it. But that's what I saw. That's great. Uh, Melissa's always doing this, something. That's what this reporter saw. <laughs> well, that that could be scary. Yeah, I don't know. She might be making a salve or something, or, or a, a witch's broomstick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you ever seen anything like that, Sam? No, I don't believe I have. <laughs> 
Maybe she's making crab apple wine. I, I think I would remember if I did. You think she's taking a nip? She could have been making. I mean, she's obviously trying to get the juice out of the crab apples. I'll I'll, I'll have to, if she's listening this morning, she can text me and tell me what she was doing. But yeah, I think it was related to that. At any rate, uh, they got all of that and and a lot more in the market shops. We sure do. Uh, Got plenty of uh, farm-raised meats, eggs, cheeses, a lot of great baked good items, breads, pastries. Mm. Uh, Talked about preserves and jams and jellies. Uh, You got. Three, two, one coffee up there and get you some coffee. Uh, we got Chatham Hill Winery. We have a huge selection of uh, candies and barbecue sauces. Uh, you can get a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables up there as well and things that are maybe are not grown in North Carolina, like citrus and things, uh, you can get up there in the market shops. Uh, hand soaps and lotions. Um, you can get you some ice cream. Uh, they have some great uh, lemonades and oranges up there uh, to cut the fruit up and put it right in the drink. It's Great. Definitely should try that. Um, we got a local seafood, bringing in seafood uh, from North Carolina. Uh, we got uh, North Carolina hammocks. Uh, they have outdoor outdoor furniture and all kinds of decor for your out, outside of your home. Um, and of course, we got the Market Grill. Get you some uh, some walking around food, we like to call it. And they do have a nice little area to sit down and, uh, in, in there now. And um, they have hot dogs, hamburgers, sandwiches. They serve breakfast as well. Uh, get you the world famous uh, Rufus dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, we got several great eating establishments out here. You got yeah, uh, you sure do. The North Carolina Seafood Restaurant. They open up at eleven and uh, close at seven p.m. Great seafood. Give you plenty to eat. They fill your plate up. Um, and of course, we got the State Farmers Market Restaurant. Uh, up on the top of the hill across from the Farmer's Building, uh, great country cooking. Uh, they open up at 6 a.m. with breakfast, and they serve breakfast right up to 3 p.m. And, of course, they have lunch, uh, uh, all kinds of uh, different vegetable plate. they got a vegetable plate. they got usually a meat plate with two two uh, vegetables and things like that, great biscuits and hush puppies. And, uh, and I tell you what, sitting out on the patio would be a great idea this afternoon. They have a nice patio outside to uh, kind of looks over the market. Yeah, definitely. Now, my wife said that uh, th- this w- this was not crab apple. It was uh, Concord grape grapes. Uh-huh. Yum. And so what she w- what she was doing? Uh, the fruit is cooked and strained through a ham sack. That was a ham sack. Yum. You know, some you buy a ham in. So I guess this, my question is: Is it going to have a ham flavor? <laughs> Could be. Oh, she probably washed it. It's an old, you know, it's an old one. Yeah, I mean, something they've it, used for she's years. She's had it forever. Yep. Oh, now, come on, don't ham it up. It's kind of stained red, so I, I was worried about Melissa's background because she's had this a long time, and I didn't know what she, <laughs> you know, she's going out bludgeoning people uh, on the side, or it, it's uh, Concord grapes dripping from juice. Uh, fruit is cooked and strained through the ham sack. You know, Concord grapes will grow up in the mountains. Yeah, yeah. That's Yum. right. All these wineries up there. So it wasn't the crab apple. So we got that straight, Sam. <laughs> Sam, are you still with us? I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Uh, you <laughs> <laughs> so you, uh, any any uh, super sods out there? And, uh, of course, uh, 
you want want some nice fall sod, some fescue sod to plant. Yeah, right now uh, is a is a busy time for them, especially with like you said the fescue sod. Now's the now's the time of the year to uh, do that, so they can help you out with that. And they also yeah. sell soil, lime fertilizer, and other things for your, for your yard there as well. And also want to mention uh, down in the craft shed area, right below the seafood restaurant, have several vendors down there. Uh, we have some. Uh, Farm-raised meats over there. We got uh, spices, uh, millhouse engraving to do stonework. Um, we got lemonade down there. We got uh, kettle corn, all kinds of craft items, and baskets, and just a lot of neat stuff down there. So I don't uh, be sure to check them out when you come out to the market. And of course, we got market imports up at the top of the hill above the State Farmers Market restaurant. Uh, they have like two acres of uh, pottery, wrought iron, teak. Uh, home, all kinds of home decor. They usually do a lot of uh, fall uh, ornaments and uh, metal ornaments and things like that, like for pumpkins, and uh, even have pots and stuff shaped like pumpkins. So they, they have a lot of neat stuff over there. Right. Well, Sam, thank you very much. Have a great day, my friend. We'll talk to you later. All right. Sounds great. Have a good weekend. All right. You too. Sam McKeever out of the State Farmers Market here on WPTF. Let's go quickly to Ruth. Ruth is in uh, Raleigh. Ruth, good morning. You're on WPTF's Weekend Gardener. Hey, Ruth. Yes. Yeah, we, you're on the air. Oh, I'd like to share stuff that I tried with uh, scooping on grapes. Yeah. I put them whole in my crock pot and let them cook down to a mush. Oh, then I drained them and put some jello in the, in the uh, juice. And put it in a pretty jello mold, and it turned out beautiful. How about that? That sounds like a quicker way to do it. Yum. Oh, okay. Well, Enjoy your program. Hey, thank you so much, Ruth. Appreciate you calling. Yeah, how about that? You writing that down, mm-hmm. Bill? You want to try that with the? Sounds good. Yeah, crock pot. I mean, cause, so that'll, uh, yeah, cook it down. By the way, let, let me let me tell my my friend Bruce Bruce Hill who called me. Several months ago, and wanted a rooting of the gardenia. Yeah, and I have it here, Bruce, and you can pull up in front of the Civic Center on Fayetteville Street, and we're sitting right here in front. And you just let us know, and I, you can walk up here real quickly and leave your car there for a moment and say hello, and you won't have to go park anywhere. That's, somebody somebody that, just pulled up, blew the horn, that, and waved at us. That's Bruce Hill. Is that Bruce? I don't know. But hello, I think it is. I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. Yep. So Phil, Phil's going to go over and take the uh, the gardenia to him, or he no, he's coming over here. How about that, boy? That is ironic. Is that Bruce? I don't know. Is that Bruce? How about that, boy? You talking about service? We just mentioned the guy's name and he pops up. What is this, Harry Potter? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. We're at the North Carolina Auto Expo with the Weekend Gardener. It's 9.52. We'll be back. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. 
here today. Lots of beautiful automobiles, some of them Ford from Capital Auto Group, and Kevin Dunn is with us. Kevin, good morning to you, buddy. Well, good morning. How are you today? There we go. We got it on now. Yeah, I'm actually representing uh, Capital Power Sports. We are part of Capital Auto Group, which has all the Chevy and Ford and Mazda and everybody, but we are the motorcycles. We're the fun side. Motorcycles. <laughs> wow. Anything besides motorcycles, the four-wheelers or Yeah, we got like ATVs, that? side-by-sides. We just added Kawasaki. We'll be jet skis as well. Wow. Do you have three-wheel motorcycles? We do not yet, but if we get Polaris, which we're working on, then we'll have those slingshot three-wheelers, too. Well, that's my, that's on my bucket list, to ride on the Blue Ridge Parkway and own a three-wheeler. There you go. You or to drive, drive, absolutely. You want to drive yeah. and you want to sit in the... No, I want to drive. Rumble <laughs> All right, that's what I like. What are, those, what are those things that I see on the road that that look like a car, but they just have those three wheels. That's the that's Polaris, Polaris slingshot. That, that yeah. big thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah. that's wow. popular. I'll tell you, it really uh, catches your eye when, oh, you, yeah. when you see one coming <laughs> by. So popular, especially, I mean, this is a perfect day for yeah. riding a motorcycle or anything else. Like yeah, that. we're seeing growth in every category right now, which is nice to see. You know, it's nice to see people trying to do something, get out and enjoy themselves during all these challenging times, right? So do you have uh, representations of your products inside? We do. I have a nice big display at the back of the, the box there. All right. Capital Auto Group, big operation now. That's right. Tim Michaels, Capital Auto Group, great yeah. guy. It's uh, uh, so uh, this you you can go in and ask questions. Uh, Absolutely. Be yeah, plenty we, of representatives there. Yep. Very product knowledge people. Actually, we have yeah. now four Japanese brands and adding Polaris soon too. So we'll be expanding and growing. So it's all good times. So. Where do we find these in, in this area, in our listening area? Yeah, we're in Wake Forest, um, so just up the road, about 20 minutes, right up Calf Pole. That's basically where Falls and Noose in the corner there. Right, You'll see a Kia deal there, and there's now a new Hyundai, Johnson Hyundai's right there on the corner. We're right, we're right next to all those guys. Kawasaki is a pretty old brand. They've been making motorcycles a long time. All of them have, really. And they all started basically back in the 60s after the wars and created motorcycles, and the rest is history. And of course, and they all do much more than just motorcycles nowadays. But What's the, what are the newer innovations in, in motorcycles? The big thing, like Kawasaki, a great example, is supercharging. You know, they're starting to add supercharging to motorcycles now, So, and they're talking about adding a side-by-side coming out soon in the future, too. So the four-wheel, big caged vehicles for people off-road. So big power, but still smooth and silky, you know, so easy to get into the power. From there, we've got all kinds of traction control, link braking, just like in the car world, getting into the motorcycle world now to make them all safer and easier to ride. Yeah. Bright colors, lots of lights. Yeah, well, of course, black is still favorite for motorcycle guys. But yeah, yeah. yeah. black with, with chrome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do they come with training wheels? Uh, the three wheeler for you, right? Oh, that's yeah, right. You, don't, you don't need that with, with a supercharger. That's, that's yeah, what I want, exactly. a three wheeler. I think they'll fly if they had wings. You bet. On them, uh, yeah. Uh, Kawasaki is involved, I'm sure, with a lot of auto sports. We only have about 15 seconds, too. Yeah, yeah. That. well, they branched out mostly in the robotics and heavy industries, but they just separated the motorcycle division to have its own thing. They're investing $350 million in Lincoln, Nebraska, with a new plant of production for, for the U.S. market. So it's nice to see they're seeing that we're the one to have. Kevin, thank you very thank much. You. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up.